0: Hello, and welcome to the Federal Contracting Made Easy podcast, where we take the complex world of government contracting and break it into simple steps that any small business owner can master. Now, let me introduce your host, Nancy Byerly. Hello, and welcome to the wonderful world of government contracting. I'm your host, Nancy. Today, we are going to talk about episode number 86, and it's on how to write a proposal specifically covering pricing. Now, the best advice that I can give to you is to be competitive on your pricing as possible. There are too many ways for businesses to price a product or service. I'm not going to provide you with a ton of insight into this, but I'm going to provide you some sound Guidance. I can tell you that the old stories of the government buying toilet seats at $300 or hammers at $300 are in the long-ago age. In today's age, you had best sharpen your pencils and be as competitive as possible. Next, we're going to be discussing the common pricing factors to be considered. But before we go into that, please, let's roll that intro and get that out of the way. Also, remember to subscribe and provide a comment question that would be ultimately make my day. All right, let's wait for that reintro. Welcome back today. We're going to talk about some common pricing factors. Make sure when pricing your product or service that you cover all your costs and protect your profit. Here are some things to consider when determining your price. We're going to look at pricing history. For pricing history on previous products through the government, you may be able to obtain the pricing from Block 20 of the Standard Form 33. That is if they use that specific form. If not, then contact your local Procurement Technical Assistance Center, otherwise known as PTAC, and they can assist you in providing you with that research. They will be able to provide you with a report per item as part of their service. Now, on a service, it's a lot more difficult. You need to get a hold of the contract number, request a contract, along with the statement of work. Obtaining copies of this information can be easily obtained through the Freedom of Information Act, otherwise known as FOIA. I already had a discussion on FOIA as a previous episode. Please look for that. You may also be able to achieve this research yourself by going to USA Spending or Federal Procurement Data System. If you don't know what those systems are, I covered those also in another episode. USA Spending is a government website that Congress insisted on having made so that the public can see transparency with the government when they're purchasing products or services. I'm going to click on the link and take you to that site now. Here, you can see... And you, you can see the USA spending. You can go to an advanced search. You can select all fiscal years, the award type. You can select contracts. You can then do it by Nates code or a specific location if you wanted to. So say um, say you're only interested in something from California. You can select that. And then you can come down and select the NAITS code or product service code. Here we're going to do two three six two two zero which is commercial and industrial building construction. And we're going to submit. Now you'll see for 2019, all the contracts that had to do with construction that were NATE's code 236220. Oops, it didn't submit. I must have not clicked on it right. So here you can see it, all the contracts that met that NATE's code. You can see what they're listed and you can get a look at those contracts. By doing this, you can go in and search and you can find the product or service that you provide and try to start on your pricing information. The FPDS, which I will go to now, fpds.gov, is also a website. Basically, USA Spending just pulls and extracts the data out of this federal procurement data system, and you can log into this system And you can look at the standard reports. You can do a standard report. If you had a history of reports, it'll be there. I don't have any. You can look at ad hoc reports. You can see what your reports are. Um, But anyways, you can use this this website similar. It's a little bit more cumbersome and find it. Or you can just do an easy search and come down here and type in 236220 Utah and go and it should provide you with the same information. Here you can see. Here's where it is. Very simple to use. Now we'll go back to where we were before. Now you also have to remember to cost out all special requirements. Go th- when you went through the actual review of that solicitation, you made notes. Part of your notes should have been any special requirements that were asked. The buyer may have asked for many costly extras. Look for any packaging requirements. These are generally where they are hid. And these can be expensive, but just don't stick on a percentage of the cost of the item to cover packaging. Actually figure out what the packaging cost is going to be. Next up, we're going to look at the quality requirements. Does the solicitation require any certifications and acknowledgements? Because these can add on extra costs. Spend some time thinking about this. Just don't jump on it and say, oh, I can do this. Also, you need to factor in your bidding costs. Some offers are rather simple and they're straightforward. But as the value of the contract increases, more time and labor are required to put that bid proposal together. As a general rule of thumb, you can estimate the cost of putting together an offer is going to run you anywhere from 3 to 4% of the value of that particular contract. Make sure current financing can handle this cost. Overhead and Profit is the last item we're gonna talk about and that is make sure that your profit is reasonable you can't ask for 300% profit the government's not gonna to ask to let you have that they're not gonna let you even probably have 20% you need to keep it 10% or below normally it's in about the 8% range from what I have seen in the past you now and you have to remember that you're bidding on a project and you're bidding against all your competitors and so they're gonna be very competitive as well So, you feel free to set your profit as high as you want, but you have to win and be able to enjoy that profit. Never bid if it doesn't make a good business sense. And while making sure that your price covers your overhead costs may seem very basic and obvious, it is a pricing factor that small businesses continually get wrong. And this can be detrimental to your business. If your cost information is not correct, you can't accurately bid on a contract to be competitive and or even make the right decisions for your company. I'm going to include some additional formulas for you to go here. And I'm going to cut back to the actual screen so you can see some of these materials here. So product pricing formula, you're going to take your material costs plus labor costs, plus overhead, you're going to divide that total by the number of items produced. And that's going to give you the cost per item. Now remember, when computing your material costs, you have to figure the total cost of raw materials used to make up a single item. Or you're going to have to divide the material cost of a batch of items by the number of items actually produced. When you compute your labor costs, you need to figure out what you pay to employees to produce that item, whether you have employees or not. And you're going to have to assign a wage even if there's only one producing them, even if there's only one employee producing that particular item. Take your weekly salary to pay someone to produce the weekly volume of items and divide that by the number of items, and that's going to give you your labor cost per item. Lastly, we're going to talk about overhead. Rent, gas, electricity, business telephone calls, cleaning, insurance, office supplies, postage, repairs, maintenance, delivery, and freight charges, packaging, and shipping supplies are all part of your overhead expenses. If you are working from home, you need to calculate a portion of your total rent or mortgage payment in proportion to your workspace or assign a reasonable figure list all your overhead items and total them. Divide the total overhead figure by the number of items per month and this is going to be your overhead rate per product. Now let's talk about profit. Add an amount to the cost of each item. Check your competition for what they are charging and work accordingly. This establishes your profit margin. Remember, that because this is a government contract does not mean that you can add excessive profit. The government's going to look at that, especially if it's a negotiated contract, and they're going to tell you no. It happens day in and day out. You're going to add profit to the cost per item for the total price per item, and that's going to come up with your total price. Now, if you're in the service industry, we're going to go over and talk about how you compute your, pro- your price for that. You're going to figure your hourly overhead expense, plus you're going to add your hourly wages, plus profit, and that equals the total price per hour. Overhead expenses, you're going to calculate all the costs related to operating from your home business or your actual business location, and arrive at a total cost per month. You're going to divide this number by the average number of hours worked per month to obtain an hourly expense your hourly wage, decide on a wage to pay yourself, considering your background, training, and experience. Compare this to the industry averages. If yours is higher than the industry average, uh, you're not going to win the price. If You're not going to win on a contract. You need to keep it competitively in that range. Then you're going to look at your margin, and then you're going to check your competition and demand market. I find that the simpler you make your calculations using the above factors, will help you come up with some real costs. Let me know below if you want me to actually walk you through one and I'll walk you through my actual costs on computing for my service industry. I also can probably do a product because I do sell some products independently from the business and I could probably do it that way. But let me know by leaving me a comment. Now you're determining your costs. Why do we say that small businesses tend to get their cost information wrong? Simply because many, if not most small businesses, don't know what their overhead costs are. Most businesses only use prime costs to compute the pricing. We're going to talk about prime costs a little bit later on, but first, let's find out why it's not best to compute using prime costs. So often when pricing your product, businesses will take their prime costs. Prime costs is your labor and materials, and mark them up by some percentage that they believe is enough to cover all their indirect costs and give them some profit. Or they'll use a single company-wide rate applied to only one type of basis, such as indirect labor hours or engineering hours, for assigning indirect costs to the product or service provided. In either case, if this estimate percentage is higher than what their overhead is, it affects their ability to be competitive. If your estimate is lower than what the costs are, it affects your ability to be profitable. That's why you need to go in there and compute these costs. You may think, well, I know I'm making a profit because I'm able to cover everything and I still have money left over at the end of the year. But do you know what that profit is? Really find out. And how does that compare to your, your, competitors? In the government, you actually need to know what your overhead rate is. So you're going to need to compute it anyways. You might as well go through these steps now and save yourself the pain because later on you're going to have to do them and you don't want to do it under the gun and potentially lose a contract because you didn't compute your rates. Now, you may want to consider using some form of activity-based accounting, otherwise known as ABC, to accomplish this. ABC in its simplest terms is a cost management method that allows a business to determine the actual costs associated with each product or service. With this method, you're going to look at every time and activity in your business associated with putting out your product or service, your heating, your lights, your administrative help, sending out an invoice, doing payroll, etc. cetera. All those costs are considered, and then you're going to attach it to a cost. In other words, you break down the cost to do the least common denominator so that you know what they are. Without knowing your actual cost, you can never be sure where your money is being made or lost. You can identify money makers and losers. An increase in sale does not necessarily mean an increase in profit. If you have to sell 50 items of something in order to make a profit, and you can't sell 50 items of those regular each month, then you may want to consider a different pricing schedule. And that's what we're basically saying here. This is another way to determine your pricing. Although the ABC is geared towards large business, a small business can easily adopt this philosophy and utilize a simpler form of, of ABC for their business. For more information on ABC, try searching the internet or check out some books on the topic at your local bookstore or online or at your local library. Now, I do have a word of caution. Federal Acquisition Regulation Part 15, if you remember what that covers, that covers negotiations. And it costs it discusses costs and negotiations for contracts valued at $100,000 or more and looks at allowable and allocable expenses. You're going to want to pay attention to that specific part of the FAR. If you're going to be submitting any bids over $100,000, you need to bone up on it now. Or you need to get an accountant that is familiar with government contracting. Either way, to me, I'd rather know for myself and not trust my accountant. Not saying accountants aren't bad, but I am one of those that's kind of anal. So again, in conclusion, I need to remind you to carefully read the solicitation and make notes on points you don't understand, then ask the questions. If you need help with this type of of information, contact your local small business development center. They can assist you with it for free. I always like free services. I contacted mine and they helped me with mine. So, Or you can go to a buyer or point of contact identified in the contract, the small business specialist at the buying office, or a procurement technical assistance center. But please ask somebody. Get the answers because they could significantly affect your price and your profit. I want to remind you to please remember to subscribe, rate, like the channel, leave a comment. That would be greatly appreciated. I will have the links in today's show notes. Please, as always, remember to be safe. And until next time...